Welcome back to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. My name is Nick Benson, and as always, joined by my brother, Justin Moss. Hi, Nicholas. What's up, Justin? How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm blessed to be with you, Nicholas. That's how I am. I uh, agree. And Do you agree that I should be blessed to be with you? That you should be blessed, because I also feel blessed that I'm with you. I fixed it. <laughs> you saved it. You saved, saved it. it. Good. No pride yeah, here. So, I'm good. Thank you, Lord, for those words. <laughs> <laughs> off the rails yeah. just started yeah, yeah. The they've rails. missed us uh here at the preserve and illuminate podcast we like to talk about being salt and light in a bland and dark world and i pray this episode is no different um this episode is uh take two uh for episode 103 actually three probably at this it's, point I lost it's take count. three because we kind of did we try to do like the, oh, the, the distance one the di- yeah, yeah the yeah. one while you're out of town that they yeah, fail that one was like <laughs> we didn't even take off yeah the first true. one we crashed and burned because we got <laughs> off that last one we couldn't even couldn't even get off the runway right is <laughs> um my mom made a joke that yeah you guys hit episode 100 so now the enemy is paying attention so he's He's, uh, he's pushing back a little bit, which bring it, because yeah. uh, we're winners. And in Christ. We, yes, we, uh, yeah. Good call out, We already have that victory. Uh, so this is technically one episode 103. Uh, 102, uh, never seen uh, Spotify, but it is on all the other podcast platforms, so you can find it on the Google, the Apple, um, any other podcasting uh, platform. Yeah. This one, prayerfully, will make it uh, to see the light of day on all podcast platforms. Uh, platforms and also video hopefully this is what the the hope is that um you guys also see our ugly mugs too um so uh but thank you for sticking with us sorry for the delay and the the couple week uh break this is technically our first episode of the new year which is crazy yeah because the last one we did was like the 30th of december uh, and now we're all oh, yeah, the way to the 20th. Right. <laughs> so, Man, we're failing. Uh, happy New Year, Justin. <laughs> hey, happy New Year, Nicholas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, so this one may be a little short, too, uh, time permitted, but at the same time, I, I feel like we do have uh, something that the Lord's given us, and, and it's uh, on the third third take that it's going to, that we'll hit the home run this time, I, I pray. Um, this episode topic is think, speak, and do, mm-hmm. something uh, that's, been on my heart now for even more weeks than it was before, so maybe that's why the Lord didn't allow the last episode to come out, because I was maybe a little too uh, harsh and brash, but uh, I've been praying for a softer heart, so we'll see Ooh. what happens. Ooh. Uh, but I'm going to throw it to you first. Um, when I threw this topic at you, um, what were kind of your first thoughts, or what would the Lord give you? Yeah, there were several things um, that the Lord had already put on my heart, and this is some of it is like that confirmation um, even even how like the things that I end up like preparing for the Lord kind of um, always puts them in segments <laughs> and in those segments um, like it's always not always a lot of times like it's like it's in threes it's in threes so when you said seriously when you said think speak do I I immediately like, it, it brought to mind like the devotions that I get to prepare for right and and a lot of them are coming in threes um, and I appreciated like how that approach is, uh, and, and how the Lord shared that on your heart, but also like what they, what they mean for us to think, for us to speak and for us to do like, those are really important action words for us as Christians, but also like a testament and a proof of what our witness is when we kind of interact with others. Hmm. Uh, and immediately Proverbs chapter 16, verse nine came to mind where it says, a man 
His heart plants his way, but the Lord directs his steps. You know, if we, if we want, you know, there's that ongoing uh, saying, right? If we want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, right? <laughs> tell him what your plans are, right? And as, as, you know, silly as that may be, there's some truth to that because God has a plan for our life. Um, but if we don't let him order our steps, it's not going to matter, you know, what our plan is or what his plan is because he's waiting for us to kind of take those, that walk of faith, to take those steps, within that we have to think about what we're doing we have to speak the lord and we also have to do it you know me right i'm the guy that you know i'm I'm, i like to kind of ruminate and think about and try my best to exhibit like those actions way more than words my actions should always speak louder than my words and i'm a big proponent of that um you know obviously it's i'm a work in progress i have not i I have not mastered that like at all (laughs) by any means but I, I also appreciate like what that means. So when you when you when you brought this topic up, um, it really ministered to me being able to prepare for it um, because of my desire to be a man of God, my desire to act like a man of God, but also to show others, um, you know, a witness of Jesus everywhere that I go. But so much more in actions than I ever could, like in in deed. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, it's, it, it, not in word, in word, not deed. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that other people would be curious because, you know, I personally had a little bit of a different view of what a Christian man was until I truly met and interacted with Christian men. And hands down, that's one of the one of the big pivot moments in my walk where I realized that I don't have to do this walk alone, and there is a significant amount of living witnesses and testimonies for what a godly man is outside of what we can read in the bible and that really um like motivated me to be one of those men for somebody else Mm. yeah that's a that's a good challenge because we we have been given a purpose and a reason but we also have a a baton to pass right like uh, when we um when we're done when the lord calls us home there should be people right behind us that we've been either discipling or bringing up or ministering to to where they can grab that baton and continue forward with with what the Lord was either doing in that particular um, industry or or industry in uh, ministry or uh, within the family unit or whatever it may be Um, and yeah like as as Christians that's why like this topic um, is something not just a topic it's something that I try to really pray on and and um be purposeful within my walk because if i'm a christian if i believe in jesus then he needs to be my filter for all three of those things Mm. whatever i'm thinking whatever i'm speaking and whatever i'm doing Mm. so if i'm not using his filter through all those things ultimately the flesh is going to come out or I'm going to mimic or copy what the world's giving out because we see that everywhere, you know? So we're constantly bombarded by what the world is doing or what's happening in the world, circumstances, situations. We all, um, you know, are, are basically fumbling through life, you know? Like nobody's, <laughs> nobody's doing it perfect. Like <laughs> absolutely nobody. I don't care oh who you are. Goodness. And I feel like, you know, we're 20 days into the new year and this topic was put on my heart that, you know, pretty much that first week of January, because, um, there was a, I mean, still to this day, it hasn't slowed down by any means, but, um, 
there was a lot going on from people getting hurt, people losing their lives. Um, you know, the, the, the brother from the Bills having a heart attack on live TV. Right. Like there was, there was a lot of things going on. And as a Christian, when those things are um, given to me as far as the information is given or it's uh, told to me in a way that I now know about it, like pastor says, like the more you, the more you owe or the more you know, the more you owe. And that's that responsibility and accountability on the, the information that you have. So that it, then it, it matters on what you do with it. So when you're told, you know, so-and-so passed away or so-and-so got hurt or this brother has a heart attack on the field, you have to use a Jesus filter before reacting to it, whether it be in the thought or your speech or what you're going to do about it. And to be honest, like there was a few things that have rubbed me the wrong way this year. And, but, and, and it's sad to say, and it hasn't always been the worldly side that has disappointed me. It's been a lot of what I would think would be the Christian side reacting the same way that the non-Christian side is reacting. Mm. So they're politicizing things. They're, you know, um, talking about reasons for these things happening and going into the, mm -hmm. you know, the conspiracy sides of things, which could be very, uh, could be true. But is that, did Jesus give you that reaction to question if so-and-so is vaccinated, that's why he's passed out on the field? That's not the time or the place to ask such a question. You should be praying for the person. You should be having some sort of compassionate feeling for him, his family that may be watching it. I heard his family was actually at the game. Like, so they were seeing this live on field, you know? So like, let's think about those things and put that Jesus filter on before we speak because we sound just as ridiculous as the world does when we when we're like questioning why something's happening rather than asking God to heal the person or asking God to intervene we're like oh see that's another one that's why this is why I know for a fact this is why it's like do you like or are you just mimicking what you've heard someone else say or are you are you propagating some agendas as well, right? Because Amen. out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I'm not, I'm not trying to condemn or convict anybody that made statements or comments to what you're saying to, but like, is what we're doing edifying to people? Is what I'm going to say, what I'm thinking, what I'm going to say, what I'm doing, is that going to lead people to Jesus? Right. Are they going to see that, hear that, and go, oh yeah, that's a Christian? Or they're gonna, are they going to go, there goes that Christian again, there goes those, those people, and then we become to lose, well, okay, first of all, we water down what a Christian is, hmm. and then we begin to lose our witness and our testimony, and it begins to blend in with the world, and you start being associated less with your Christianity and more with spheres of influence and other, um, other groups of people that, you know, have similar thoughts, right. and hear me out here, right, um, because that those, those lines of thought didn't come from the Bible. No. So when you say it, you're not leading people to the Bible. Mm -mm. You and I are, have not perfected this by any means, right? <laughs> um, 
and I'm not, again, this isn't like me condemning people, but this is like, you know, this is 2020 hindsight here. Um, but what, we, what do we do with it? How do we apply that and learn from that in our lives? Like, watch what you say. Because now when we see that, it's, it's very, like, repulsive and offensive, and it looks like we don't have that love that we're commanded to have for each other, right? We don't have that love. We don't have that desire for each other. Mm. And when, when, you, when you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which, you know, is considered the love chapter, I'm going to read verses 1 through 3 because it kind of proves a little bit of the point here. It says, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all the mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Think about that, right? It's all predicated on love is the comments, the things that we think, the things that we speak, and the things that we do, are they in love? Hmm. And if they're not, we should probably be quiet. Hmm. And that's easy for me to say that right now, harder, <laughs> harder hmm. in practice, right? Um, to, to, to show that grace, mercy, and most importantly, love and the things that I think and the things that I speak and the things that I do. But that's what we're pretty much commanded to do throughout the Bible, right? We could sum up really the whole entire Bible in that one word, love, right? Because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? Mm -hmm. And then when, we, when Jesus is asked, what is the, the, the greatest commandment? And he says, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. You should love your neighbor as yourself. Like those two things sum up everything. And Jesus, you know, goes on to say, on this hang all the law and the prophets. Everything that everybody's ever said, ever done, that even matters, has to be done in love. And we have to ask ourselves, are we thinking, speaking, and doing love? Are we exhibiting those things? Can people see that manifesting itself in who we are as Christians? And what you just said right now is proving that, you know, it's not, it's not happening. And it's okay because we're not perfect. But at the same time, like, if we have those opportunities, we should absolutely take them. I think I showed you the picture of the following game, did I? Of the, mm -hmm. of the Patriot players praying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's, there's a picture of the next game that was played after that where the Bills played. And the team that they were playing was in a group praying. And these are, you know, these are manly men, right, football players. They all have their arms around each other's shoulder pads. But they're also holding hands mm -hmm. while they have their arms around each other. So they're kind of doing this huddle thing. But they're also holding each other's hands at the same time. And they're praying for each other, for the team, for that guy. Um, and it was quite a witness and testimony to me because the camera did not intend to kind of catch that. But they were just kind of like panning away as they were cutting to a commercial. But it, it was there long enough that I could just screenshot it real quick. And as I screenshotted it, I just saw them praying. And I was like, I want to kind of have a memory of this because this is really cool. Mm -hmm. As I went back to look at it, it caught my eye that these guys were holding hands too. Mm -hmm. Love is holding hands of, a, of another man right? Because we know that we're united in Christ, mm. right? Love is praying for others, right? Before we do anything. So before those guys, before those guys actually did, right? They thought and they spoke the word of God, right? Prayed to Jesus that he would guide them. And then they went out and did that, that, that witness and testimony is something that we should have visually for us. Mm. 
before we go anywhere. But it all, it's all going to start in our thoughts, right? Because we can have all these things. We can have tongues, right? We can, we can have, um, you know, we can, we can have prophecy. We can have knowledge. We can even have faith. We can move mountains. We can give all our things to the poor. But if we don't have love, he, con- he concludes verse 3 saying, it profits me nothing. Mm-hmm. So everything we do, think, speak, and do has to be with love. Amen. That's uh, convicting, <laughs> and, but also, like, you know, encouraging because I'm like, I fully agree with it, and I want to be that. <laughs> but there's so many times where, you know, like, as a man, you don't fully recognize the time to be that love because your flesh wants to be a man or your flesh wants to d- defend or your flesh wants to attack. Um, but like you said, it, it profits nothing unless it's done in love. So you can't call yourself a Christian if you're not being Christ-like because that's the definition of Christianity is being Christ-like. So if you call yourself a Christian, but then you put your political thoughts and agendas before that, and you hear, or I hear, more about that than I do about what God is doing in your life or what God has told you to do with your life. Um, some say that that's what they've been called to do, political things, which, you know, we, we need that. So I would love a, a godly person in that, in that seat more than, a, than an un, ungodly person because that's what our country was, you know, founded on. Um, but if our first reactions being a Christian is to divide in some way, that's not doing it in love. That's the opposite of love because you're dividing rather than loving. And I feel like the division part is easier to do because we do see it so much and it's easy. It's like our culture. So it's now like, you know, you said something, so I'm going to say something. And it's like constant back and forth. But at the end of the day, what does that accomplish? Or my dad would always say, like, do two wrongs make a right? And when I was younger, I thought that was dumb because I was like, like, well, sometimes you have to get back at somebody. Sometimes you got to, you know, get a little revenge. Um, sometimes you got to clap back. But yeah, but yeah, exactly. But, it, but, at, but becoming a Christian, reading God's word, you learn that that's not my role or I learn that that's not my role. And like you said, like this is not from any kind of place of perfection. And that's that's why I say this is convicting. And that's why I feel like the Lord wants us to share on this on these topics that he gives us, because it's not ever from a side of completion or perfection, because these we like I I felt think, speak and do because I wanted to say things and I've wanted to say things and I've said things before thinking. And all the time, I'm not even going to say some of the time, I'm going to say every single time, it's usually afterwards my foot's in my mouth. How's it taste? And it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> it, it, uh, and it's not fun. Right. You know, and, and, and then, then you have to admit you're wrong. And then that's not fun. Mm. Or you have to say sorry to the person you hurt. That's not fun. Mm-hmm. So thinking about that, I'm like, man, like, but there is so much evil. There's so much wickedness. There's so much division, deceit. There's so much going on. You know, how do I battle that? How do I go against those feelings in the flesh of wanting to just do what everyone else is doing? 
So that's where that think, speak, and do, like I, I, I'm using that instead of the stop, drop, and roll as far as what you're told to when you, you know, as a kid, when you're growing up, you get two different drills in school, right? It's the, the earthquake drill, because we're in California, and then there's also the fire drill, and they tell you the, if you are on fire, there's three things you're supposed to do. You're supposed to stop, you're supposed to drop, and you're supposed to roll. So as a Christian, using Christ as our filter to be more like him, we have to think and then speak, but then also do those things that we speak. Because being obedient and our actions are way more powerful and do God more justice to the people that we should be showing his love to uh, in our actions. So it has to always end in the action. That's why I thought that was the third step was after we think it, after we feel comfortable enough to speak and God gives us those words, you got to live it out too. You got to do it. Hmm. Amen to that. Amen to that. Yeah, I even wrote that down, right? Because stop, drop, and roll. Like that's actually, we won't get into it. We don't have time, but that's actually a really good, um, a good three-parter, right? To talk about what our Christian walk should, should be when we're on fire for the Lord. So <laughs> something to come later for that, right? <laughs> Whether it's for me or, or, or for you guys, right? We'll, we'll find out. It's between uh, us and the Lord here. But um, even to what you're saying, like, a lot of times, like, things come flying out of our mouth. Sometimes it's just to get it out, right? Other times it's, I have an answer for that. And then it's, you know, sometimes we feel that, like, you know, we have to speak up. And, you know, I'm trying to learn myself more to, to be quiet and just do the two ears and one mouth, right? I should listen twice as much as I talk. I should, I should be somebody that just, just listens, because I don't have to answer for, for, for everything, right? But also, like, who, who am I to think that I have the answer, right? I don't have the answer. God has the answer. Yes. So unless I'm, like, prayed up and this is what he told me to say, I, I probably don't have much to say. Hmm. At that point, it's just an opinion, right? And, and not everybody, you know, wants to hear, you know, Justin Moss's opinion. Right? Yeah, if you don't have something nice to say. Nicholas. Don't say nothing at all. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Chewy, get him. <laughs> Give me Chewy. Come on. Oh, sorry. Guys, we woke up our dog. Sorry. <clears throat> our mascot. He's our, he's, our, he's our podcast mascot. One day you guys will fully see him. Maybe. If he ever wakes up. <laughs> um, but with that, um, 2 Timothy uh, verses, verses uh, sorry, chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, this this really ministered to me when we when you mentioned this this topic. Um, I immediately went to uh, Timothy because of of what Paul says, you know, as he's speaking to Timothy, because it's such good such good wisdom. But additionally, because um, of what he says here, and then keep in mind, like this is this is kind of like Paul's like last recorded comments, you know, before he goes home to be with Jesus. But he's also imparting wisdom to his son in the faith. And all of the things that, that Paul went through, he sums a lot of it up in 2 Timothy. And um, this is one of the greatest portions of that. So 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, uh, you know, Paul writes, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, 
convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure inflictions, do the work of an evangelist, get this, fulfill your ministry. So Paul kind of sums up what Timothy should be doing, be wise about what everybody else is saying, and you stick to what you were called to do. You have a calling, you do that. Now, obviously this is addressed to Timothy, but this is for everybody that would ever read it because this is the inspired word of God that Paul recorded, sending it to his son. It was recorded in the Bible so that we can all read it today. That's, that's basically, if Paul were to tell us something, he would tell us that right now. But now, when we look at think, speak, do, that has the same connotation, which is basically what he's saying. Put on your Jesus filter. Everybody else is going to try to convolute and kind of mold God's word into what they want to hear, how they want to hear it. And this isn't like a knock at anybody's, um, you know, preaching or pastor or, or, or how they receive. But we have to be discerners of that. Like, am I being fed? And then if you're being fed, like, you don't want to be a baby drinking milk the whole time. Like, let's get some meat. Chew on it. Try to apply it. You know, think about it and then speak it and then do it. Mm. Like, that's exactly what, you know, the topic that you brought up is, is saying. And that's pretty much what Paul's telling Timothy here because he, he mentions here, it says, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, mm. we have our own desires, are they honoring and pleasing to God? Are they part of God's will for our life or are they our will for our life? And that's something that we have to kind of continually check our hearts. And it's going to start being in prayer, being in God's word, and then seeking to have a life that will worship and honor him. Right. Yeah. Put that thing or that calling or whatever you may have through that Jesus filter. And it, does it come out the other side? Mm. Or is it filtered out? Right. Is it stuck? Is it stuck in the filter? Because yeah. if it's stuck in the filter, then it wasn't from the Lord, and it's not of the Lord, nor is it going to honor the Lord. So um, you might as well just keep it moving at that point. <laughs> uh, on to the next thing. But that was cool that you uh, bringing up those verses, because I had Jude um, verses 14 to, to 22, and it, it's the same thing where it's talking about your call to be, uh, to remain faithful. So it talk, it kind of the verse 14 starts talking about God's judgment and that um, the book of Jude is literally one chapter. It's just that, that one letter from him. And he, he starts by saying, like, I, I want to talk about salvation and what the Lord's done and has done for you, but um, I feel more led to talk about the end times and to prepare you for that. So I thought that was interesting how you shared those Timothy verses because it talks about being prepared and being uh, you know, being able to be prepared in season and out of season, being uh, ready for those people that are just looking for that itchy, itchy ear to be uh, scratched, you know, like, uh, so Jude 14 to 22, it starts by saying, uh, this is from the NLT, it says, Enoch, who lived in the seventh generation after Adam, prophesied about these people. He said, listen, the Lord is coming with countless thousands of holy ones to execute judgment on the people of the world. He will convict every person of all the ungodly things they have done and for all the insults that ungodly sinners have spoken against them. These people are grumblers and complainers, living only to satisfy their desires. They brag loudly about themselves, and they flatter others to get what they want. 
Verse 17, but you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ predicted. They told you that in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life would be to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your Holy, or most holy faith, pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and await the mercy of, your, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life in this way. You will keep yourselves safe in God's love, and you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to still others, uh, but, do not, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. So, like, you know, obviously that's a lot of verses and there's a lot to unpack, but the things that I thought were interesting were how it talks about the last times. Obviously, there would be scoffers and those who uh, purpose their purpose in life is to satisfy their own godly desires. They're the ones creating divisions. That's like on our side, too. The people that call Christian, themselves Christians also do this very same thing. So it's not necessarily we cannot we can't just uh, assume because someone calls themselves a Christian that they're going to um, speak and share things in that loving way because they are still human so you have to test it you have to be prepared that it could be uh one way or the other don't just trust what man's saying you have to trust what god's saying because you don't know if god's spirit's in them that's what it says in verse 19 but then it goes on to say you must build each other up right and pray await the mercy uh from uh, from our jesus from uh, sorry of our lord jesus christ who will bring eternal life but then it talks about having uh, mercy and showing mercy to those that faith is wavering so even for those same people that i'm talking about i can't just be i can't just condemn them like i still have to pray for even those people like you know someone i listened to as far as podcasts and and followed was one of the ones that shared something immediately off the cuff when that brother was having that heart attack and i uh, don't listen to him anymore and i had to unfollow that podcast because and not because I just think he's now just a, a, a heathen and I just can't. I just, when looking at those podcasts that I would listen to, I wasn't listening to every single one. I was really picky and choosy already as it is. So, and I feel like the Lord's given me that discernment in my walk in general. Is my, my listening and reading was very broad. And then he's like slowly kind of narrowed that down to only a few people while I listen and read now because I've seen man fail and I know man can fail so I have to guard what I'm bringing in because if I don't I could respond the way that these other people are doing Mm. and be and be a party too right right um so in verse in verse 16 uh in the new king james it says these are grumblers (laughs) complainers walking according to their own lusts and they mouth great swelling words flattering people to gain advantage like that's truly like what is taking place like in our world today everybody has like a mouthpiece everybody has an opinion but not many people are using those platforms to honor and glorify god they're like look at me i'm a monkey in a tree right yeah straight up why it's so crazy that's the flesh though that's the flesh rising and not enough of um not not enough distance from the world for people to see jesus right because there's there's light and there's darkness Mm. and the first thing 
you know I love this, right? The first thing that God did in the Bible, right, was divide the light from the darkness. Mm. And he said, let there be light. That's the first thing that he did. <clears throat> that is the contrast. And we should be that contrast. It should be that stark that there's no, there's no doubt that we are a light. It's not like, oh, is that a light or is that a shadow? No, it's straight up light. That's who we should be. Right. And thinking, speaking, and doing. Right. Nicholas. Put some life on it. Yeah. Don't put death on it. Amen. There's plenty of that. Amen. Dude, there's like decay. Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. It smells. Yeah. And it's not me. Might be chewy though. It might be chewy. Could be Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Well, um, I, you shared it earlier. Proverbs 16 yeah. was uh, another group of verses. It was actually verses one through nine, mm-hmm. um, because being a new year and seeing things happening like this right away, I was like, I could be discouraged, right? You could be like, oh man, like, what am I going to do? Like, I trust the Lord, but all these people obviously don't, even if they say they do look at what they're doing, Lord, you know, and I have to remind myself that we're not, we're not completed. We're not perfect. Um, but if we give our thoughts, our plans, our, um, our efforts to the Lord, he's promised to not only protect us, but he's promised to get us to that other side, right? Mm-hmm. Even through the storms. Is, um, I always picture that, that, you know, the, the teaching of the disciples in the boat going through that storm. Like the, the, the context is Jesus said we're going to go to the other side, but how quickly the disciples forgot and how quickly men of the sea became fearful of the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, and him walking on it. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and, you know, and, and for me, that's always powerful because I have to remember that God has called me to do something. So that means he's going to get me through that thing, whether if there's a mountain in the front of it or uh, a straight path, a valley, whatever it may be, he's called me to that other side. So all I have to do, all I need to do is be obedient and walk it, right? Amen. So Proverbs 16, 1 through 9 says, uh, we can make our own plans. That's New Year's, right? You can New Year's resolution, which at the 20th day, who knows if anyone's still doing it at this point. Uh, so we can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord exam- examines their motives. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. The Lord has made everything for his own purposes, even the wicked for a day of disaster. The Lord detests the proud. They will surely be punished. Unfailing love and faithfulness make atonement for sin. By fearing the Lord, people avoid, all, or people avoid evil. When people's lives please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. Better to have little with godliness than to be rich and dishonest. We can make our plans, but the Lord de- determines our steps. So, you know, like I said, the New Year's resolutions, you can, you know, think that you need to go on a diet. You think you need to uh, do more trips. You think all these things that we can come up with, less soda, less sugar. Um, but what is the Lord telling you to do? Because that's what you should be doing this year. And maybe it's something small to start with, and he progressively grows you into something else maybe it's something that you're already doing that you just need to remain faithful and obedient in and keep waiting on what he's what he's doing what he's trying to accomplish in our lives yeah amen and you know there's that saying that if you were charged as being a christian is there enough evidence to convict you and that's, that's what our lives should be. There should be enough evidence in our lives for somebody to convict us as being a Christian. And part of that is, you know, thinking about what we're saying, speaking, speaking Jesus and actually doing it. So, amen. Amen.
Let's pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you for uh, just blessing us and, and watching over us. We thank you for this time we've had to talk about you. I pray that it, uh, one, makes sense, and two, that it uh, encourages and, and uplifts those that are listening. I pray that it doesn't uh, condemn or, or um, bring any sort of guilt or shame on, on those that may have listened. Uh, I pray that um, if there is anything, that there would be conviction and encouragement to, to do better and to to, to just think before we speak and then um, also do those things that we speak uh, speak of. And if we believe in you, we trust in you, then uh, let our actions show uh, the same, Lord. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for choosing us. We thank you for protecting us. And we look forward to what you have in store for us for this year of 2023. I just pray uh, blessings and protection over those that hear uh, this. And uh, I just thank you for them, for listening. I thank you for my brother for opening his his home and, and uh, for his family, that the, all the, just the, the loving uh, compassion they show towards me and my family. And we just uh, thank you for all things. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, Jesus loves you. And so do we.